Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome back for another episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast. Sean and I are back today to discuss a 2023 prospect who just set an official visit to Penn State for January. We'll also take a closer look at 2024, some of the key guys at each position, and who Penn State really wants in next year's class. Let's get started. Merry Christmas, Fitz. Merry Christmas to you as well. Hope everything went well in the Snyder household and everyone's healthy and everything like that. And I hope all of our listeners and viewers on YouTube are also feeling the same after a wonderful Christmas holiday in which uh, everything went right and, you know, everything was great. <laughs> we did the purge last night, man. I think we did like two, three garbage bags of stuff. We're donating it, everyone. Don't worry, not throwing it out. But uh, yeah, I, I still have a full car of stuff that we haven't even unloaded yet on top of all the stuff that everyone spoiled my children with on Christmas day. So I hope everybody's kids got spoiled. I know my kids did and uh, I can't wait to clean it all up and trip over it in the months ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we kind of had a, an illness issue. So the grandparents didn't come until late and my kids found out how much less they get from their parents than they get from their grandparents. And they were just <laughs> like, what the hell are we doing here, dad? Like, uh, where, where's all the stuff? And, Luckily, we got things uh, got things squared away. So uh, it's a, it's the season of magic for sure. Well, Penn State has a massive bowl game coming up. Uh, back to the Rose Bowl. We'll talk about that a lot in the next couple of days ahead. Of course, this is the recruiting podcast. 
And uh, I'll be honest, there's not a ton to talk about. We had signing day last week. We did the live show. We did the superlatives to recap that. Been a slow couple days on the recruiting trail. But, Sean, you did confirm a big official visit for January. I'll throw it to you. And, uh, you know, what, what do you got to say about Chimney Onu? Chim- uh, Chimney is a guy that is going to be really, really popular in January. Um, this is a guy that Penn State offered on December 18th. Of course, they're always looking for offensive tackles. Uh, Chimney was committed to Old Dominion. Of course, uh, a lot of the staff, Penn State fans know a lot of the staff there with Ricky Ronnie. Uh, Kevin Reiner was there. Um, you, you've just got uh, a little overlap. It's not a situation where James is taking somebody from ODU because he decommitted a few weeks ago, visited Rutgers. Rutgers pushed to sign him in the early signing period. He did not, and I think that that's probably a good decision for him because Penn State's waiting for him. Michigan State just offered. Ole Miss is there. Um, He's going to get out and see different schools in January, and this is one of those times when you find a guy. um, Diamond in the Rough is a a huge cliche here, but this is a guy that uh, has a lot of the skills that you're looking for, especially in a a late get. Uh, He's been... Uh, elevated to four-star status on on three, and I think that there's there's tools to work with there. He's he's far from a finished product. That's why he's he's there. He's in Dundalk, which does not produce a ton of in the, that that area does not produce a ton of uh, high D one kids. But still, listed at six six. Not sure what the the actual measurements are, but he's athletic, plays basketball, three sport athlete. Phil Troutwine went down to see him at his school, watched him work out playing basketball, and came away pleasantly surprised. So. Um, if you look at all the stuff that's still out there or was out there, um, it's it's not much after signing day. It's like Christmas. You get picked through, and then you're looking for bargains in the new year. Um, and uh, certainly, this would be a very, very big addition uh, for, for a program that, that likes to take these guys that are 6'6", 260, or 265, and can move and things like that and try and make them into offensive tackles. And um, everybody wants offensive tackles. They are hard to find. Uh, they are absolutely hard to find. And uh, Chimney seems to be next in line. So I'm, I'm curious to see which direction he goes. He's going to get on campus to Penn State in January. And uh, if they can lock him down, um, which I think they have a, a real possibility of doing so, that's a big boost because you you look back a year and you see Vega Ione was offered in December. And, you know, he had the, the decommitment from Washington, didn't sign in the early signing period, got popular in January, and then ended up going to Penn State. Um, and they're feeling pretty good about where they're at with Veggione. This guy probably will take a little bit longer to develop, but at the same time, if you can find an offensive line, find a good offensive lineman or an offensive line project that's worth your time and trying to mold in January, that would be a, a great boost to this class, which currently ranks 14th nationally, just ahead of Texas A&M, second in the Big Ten. Uh, don't see a ton of movement coming in the rankings here, but uh, in, in the new year, especially in the Big Ten, but Penn State's going to probably be in that top 15 because there is a gap after texas a&m uh it drops down to a, a couple of points in our on three total so chimney is definitely a guy to know possibly the guy to know uh looking at the entire board they're still looking at receiver and corner but there's not a ton out there that they have prior relationships with that they think are above that line where they can you know really use them in this class yeah t frank and i actually discussed the team ratings the other day i, I could see a and m passing penn state but I, I don't i don't know if they'll drop to 16. so let's just keep an eye on that over the next couple of weeks uh as far as uh chimney's family one i i don't think his family knows what they're in for in no january of those no three idea. weeks <laughs> um you know right now he's aiming to do penn state official old miss official 
Michigan State official. Uh, I could see, you know, I'm not putting those on his profile right now because there's a very good chance some other schools are going to come calling and make him think. So I do feel confident he's going to come to Penn State. And with Penn State being the closer of the of the major program showing interest, that that should really work to their benefit. A couple other things here, too. I'll be curious to see how NIL impacts this just because Michigan State, Ole Miss, or as of right now, Penn State's competition. Rutgers is in there, too. But uh, just that's something to keep an eye on. Both of those schools are incredibly aggressive with NIL. And then three, one thing I did not know about Chimney that I learned after talking to him yesterday is that he's a pretty good at discus and shot put as well, just like Javen Williams. Doesn't have quite the numbers Javen does. Javen had a 66.775 in the shot put as well as a 189 in the discus. Uh, Chimney had a 61.425 in the shot put and a 175.6 in the discus. I believe he won shot put for Maryland State Championship last it year. It is so, really, really good. Re- yeah. I mean, those are really good numbers, especially for a guy that's a little bit thinner uh, in, in, in the lower half. And he's a basketball player, too. So there's a, the athletic profile that they're looking for. And that, you know, to be honest with you, we look for at, at, at on three. Our guys looked for when I was at 24-7, shot put and discus, very big, because those movement skills are are kind of similar to what you see as an offensive tackle. So that's one thing where we look, and that's one reason Javen Williams is ranked so high as well. Mm-hmm. Massive reason why. So let's see where that goes. As you said, Sean, right now, I can't really point to another 2023 guy. It's like, yo, Penn State's going to push for this guy. They're going to push for this guy. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that comes out in the coming weeks. But right now, Chimney's like the only one that I'm really kind of focused on, and I think you are as well. So... Um, let's move on to 2024. I did some wish lists over the weekend, you know, getting in that holiday spirit. Uh, I don't know. I could have probably made it better than a wish list, but I wasn't, uh, putting too much time into it on Christmas Eve. As I, I mean, I hope it, no, it, oh, nobody else was working. It is the time of year for wish lists and you could have done worse. You could have written about some other guys that used to be in the class, but you didn't. So that's uh, true. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely the time of year for this. Okay. So we'll start with quarterback. I think it's pretty simple right now who their top quarterback is. Sean, you and I both agree. Luke Cromano committed to Florida State. He has emerged as their top guy. Just look at the December visit period. Yurchich went down there to see him twice in five days over three, was it a three-week span that they were on the road? I believe it was. Uh, they were not going to see multiple 20. They weren't going to see 2024 guys, m- multiple guys multiple times is what I'm trying to say there. So uh, just that that right there, I think, speaks really highly to where Luke is at. I mean, he's clearly their top guy. Uh, they've got him on campus once. He did come for the whiteout game earlier this year. Uh, but again, he is committed to Florida State. Let's see how that rolls. I mean, Sean, I, I know we agree on this one, but is there anybody else? Just Jaden Bradford in that mix uh, up there with Luke? I, I'm still trying to get a better feel for that. I, I feel like Luke's the, the clear top guy, though. I think Mike Yersich has kind of made his his feelings known on this by going down to see Luke several times. And Luke came up. I will say this is different than recruiting against Florida State three years ago. You know, Florida State seems to be, I don't want to jinx it, seems to be on the rise in that uh, in that manner and actually starts, started winning some games this year. Um, so it's going to be a tougher pull. Um, it's kind of like we were saying with Cam Selden and Tennessee. You know, three years ago, you recruit against Tennessee. They implode on the field, and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes back around. Uh, that could be a similar situation here with with Luke Cromanhoek because, you know, Florida State seems to have a little bit more, meno- moment, more momentum right now. Excuse me. The rest of the quarterback board, very interesting. Uh, they just offered Will Hammond last week, a Texas Tech commit. Um, a, a lot of commitments so far in the 2024 class in terms of quarterbacks. Um, or at least the guys that the Penn State has targeted. 
um, which is, I don't think it's a coincidence, but the, those evaluations are ongoing. The other thing in the 2024 class, a lot of short QBs, a lot of guys that are six foot, maybe just under six foot. Uh, Mike Yersich, I think, prefers a bigger guy, prefers a standard pocket passer if you're going to get into the, the cliches and like that and stuff like that. But Jaden Bradford at IMG, Michael Van Buren at uh, St. Francis, you know, uh, captaining two of the top uh, high school programs in the country. Those are tough evaluations because they're just surrounded by talent pretty much everywhere. St. Francis is wide receivers, maybe not as good as IMGs, but uh, are definitely not as good as IMGs. Um, but still, you're 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 not sure how much of a curve you have to grade on for these guys. And on top of that, they're not the biggest guys. They don't have the most growth left for them. So I think there's questions about all these short quarterbacks in the class of 2024. Talented, talented kids, but what is their what, what do they look like three or four years from now? And how does that fit into what you're trying to do in your offense? Well, someone who's five, eight shout out to all the short quarterbacks out there. I hope you guys crush it. Um, yeah, Mike Yersich <laughs> likes me more than he likes you. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. I, you could have, you can have your church uh, running back, <laughs> <laughs> running back. Quentin Martin, uh, I think is definitely the pick here on this one. Although there's a lot, there's a lot of other guys who uh, are certainly in the mix here. I mean, Qu- whether Quinton is a running back long term, that's the big question here. There's no doubt that he would be the number one guy at the running back board, uh, and and that's obviously where they're recruiting him at the moment. But whether he is a long term quarter or running back, I still have some questions about that. But uh, just some other guys here, Sean, who who pops out. I mean, to me, the other one would be Duke Watson, just because of how much we've been talking about him, how interested Duke Watson is in Penn State. But man, th- there's a lot of guys here from Jordan Marshall to Sa- uh, Sam Williams Dixon. Uh, who am I missing? Jordan Lyle. I mean, there, there's a couple others. I'll throw it to you. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Jay Wansider always casts that wide net. And, and I will say, early, I think Quinton's probably not in this category, but early uh, evaluations of running backs are tough because a lot of those guys that put up different, um, that put up big numbers as, as young players in high school don't always develop the way that you want. And there's a couple positions like that. I know corners like that. And, um, you know, there's a couple of, uh, across uh, both sides of the ball. Um, but Jordan Lyle has been on campus from South Florida. Jay Wansider is always going to go after South Florida running backs. And Jordan Lyle is a good one. He's been on campus before. Uh, Jordan Marshall from Ohio has been on campus or was on campus recently. Dewan Williams at St. Francis. You know, it's uh, as I said, it's tougher to evaluate some of those St. Francis kids. I think Dewan Williams is a really good player. And he came up multiple times this year. And of course, don't get your hopes up. It's St. Francis, et cetera. But he came up several times this year, not in those big groups that often come up. So I, I see there's there's real interest there as well. Um, I, it's going to be a deep board. It's going to be a talented board. Um, whether or not uh, there's this, I, I, this board is not going to be the same now in late December as it's going to be next June when they're setting official visits is, is what I'm trying to say. A lot of guys out there, a lot of good ones out there. And those evaluations will, will once again continue. Yeah, I can still see two running backs in this class, of course, with the portal and everything and and how that works out. Uh, Who knows? It's just so hard to predict numbers now with the portal. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked, especially if Quinton Martin is one of those running backs, if they if they were to to take a second. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Wide receiver, man, 50 wide receiver offers so far in the whole 2023 class. I think it was a little over 60. I think it was like 63, 64. Uh, So no make no mistake. This is 
probably maybe the most important position for Penn State uh, for 2024. They are really trying to, and of course the portal too. I mean, we, we've hit on that a lot. This is this is a position they're trying to get a massive influx of talent. Uh, Tysier Denmark is already committed to Oregon. Do I think that recruitment's done? Absolutely not. We will be talking about Tysier, I think, at some point down the road. We'll see, actually. Sean, do you think that recruitment's done? You gave no. me a look like you thought. No, you I don't. I, okay. No, I, I was just staring into the abyss, looking at these names and <laughs> okay. wondering where they're going to be in a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick, I mean, look, if, if there's one guy that Penn State could get over any other, I think it would be Nick Marsh from Michigan. He's committed to Michigan State right now. Let's see how that shakes out. I mean, they're, they're certainly going to keep pushing there. Uh, Penn State did host Ryan Wingo. He's going to be a potential five-star guy out of St. Louis. Uh, but the guys I picked for my wish list, uh, Chance Robinson and Keelan Adams, uh, Keelan Adams out of Virginia Beach. Chance Robinson uh, is actually, we talked about Jordan Lyle, St. Thomas Aquinas, another St. Thomas Aquinas guy there. I think Robinson is really moving up their board quickly after that visit during the season. And I think Keelan Adams has been really one of their top three, four, five guys probably for over a year now. Um, Sean, any thoughts? No, I think you're good there. Um, In-state is interesting, you know, with Rico Scott and guys like that. Um because they are here, they will get certainly more attention, um, you know, but uh, I think that'll be one to watch. And I agree with you with Chance Robinson, probably a guy that we don't talk as much about. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, with this position. I think there's a lot of evaluation to go. Um, you got to figure out yeah, the, the, the questions that they've had over the last cycle. You got to figure out if this guy is fast enough to play here. Is this guy good enough to play here? And, you know, you got to figure out what you've got in that class of 2022 as well with uh, Saunders and Evans and Tyler Johnson and um, Anthony Ivy to figure out what your numbers are going to look like at that position. Cause uh, that, I think that'll, that'll play a factor in, in that. So it's going to be another, <laughs> I, I, I hate to keep saying this, but we're in December. It's the fact of the matter that th- these evaluations keep going. I don't think there's a single guy outside of Nick Marsh that you look at and say, Okay, Penn State's going to go after him with this vigor as a top, an absolute top of the board guy. So I, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot to go there. Guys that have visited before, Chance Wiggins visited before. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going through this list, and there's a lot of familiar names, but that doesn't mean these guys are going to be bona fide top targets. Makai White, bona fide top targets in the long run. Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, keep going on. You got David Washington out there at St. Joseph's Prep as well. Uh, of course, you mentioned Rico Scott. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys. I, one guy I am very intrigued with is Elijah Moore. Remember when he came up to that seven on seven? I know it was only one day, but man, he made a lot of really nice plays there. Just how does he grow? Six four, one ninety. That'll be something to keep an eye on. But I, I was impressed. I've only seen Elijah once, but I was certainly impressed with him. Same here. Day. And and Day Day Farmer uh, from Florida just committed to Pitt over the weekend. Um, Penn State liked him a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a guy that came up for a visit and they thought uh, that Penn State was or Penn State thought that they were in it coming out of that. So um, just just a name to fact. I mean, a, a lot of those early commitments this time of year don't stick and guys will continue to be recruited at other uh, at other schools and things like that. So Day Day Farmer, although he's committed to Pitt, could be an option down the line. Uh, look, I was commit. I was preparing for a Christmas commitment. I thought I thought Day Day was coming here. Uh, fortunately, he he shared it with us, so I didn't have to work too hard uh, on that one. But I was a little surprised with Pitt. I mean, he's been to Pitt a couple times, but I I, I kind of thought it, it was going to be Penn. Look, he was he wanted to commit to Penn State a while back. Penn State was just kind of I want to say I, don't, I shouldn't say wanted to, but he had interest. I mean, he made it clear they were his favorite at one point. Um, but I think 
I think uh, as things went on, Pitt maybe just kind of pushed a little bit harder there. So Jare okay. Hawkins, uh, Josiah Brown, um, regional guys that have been on campus or camped and things like that. Manny Ross uh, from Red Bank Catholic. Uh, we'll see what position he ends up in the long run. But still, there's a lot of quality guys out there, and a lot of guys have been on campus already. Jare's had an IMG. Did you see that yep. last week? I think that's right. I did. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. Okay. Tight end. We don't need to spend a lot of time on tight end. I, tight end room is loaded. And I think it's really pretty simple. Uh, they've had 12 offers out and there's three guys that I think are pretty much ahead of everybody else. We've had Brady Priest going at the top for a while now. And, and now I see Carter Nelson out of Nebraska and Jaden Riddell out of Missouri kind of joining him on that list. I'll still put Brady Priest going at the top of that list. I, I still feel like as long as he's available, Ty Howell is going to push really hard for him. But Carter Nelson, man, I talked to him this past week, just wrote a story on him today. Man, some of those track and field numbers are incredible. Runs the 200, the 100, did the discus, did the pole vault. He holds the state record in high jump. I mean, there's a lot of verifiable measurements, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, at 6'5", 210. So, yeah, I agree. I, and we'll see if Elijah, <laughs> Elijah Moore, who you just talked about as receiver, does one of those guys end up a tight end at some point? Because... I mean, let's be honest, they're midway through their junior year. These guys are probably still in the realm where they're still going to grow. Tamir Robinson is texting me right now. Sorry, I'm responding right. to him. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move to Careful offensive that name line. You just dropped. It's okay. Tamir, Tamir, Tamir and I are close. Um, all right, offensive line. Let's go. Where where do you want to start? Do we want to start tackle interior? I mean, I guess we got to better start tackle, tackle or people are gonna riot. <laughs> All right, uh, Gerby Lambert, man, has to be Gerby Lambert as far as a bona fide tackle. Now, I know you're gonna say Liam Andrews, and Liam Andrews is gonna be a tackle, I think. But Gerby Lambert's really good, man. I really like him a lot. I picked Liam Andrews in the write-up as far as one offensive lineman, not interior, not offensive tackle. Just if you're picking one guy, I pick Liam Andrews. But I really like Lambert a lot, and of course we can't we can't overlook Kevin Haywood. Yeah, yeah, those are the three that just kind of circled that top of the board. Um, I, I'll go with Liam Andrews. I mean, I, I know it, we saw him in camp and thought, man, this kid's gonna be a really good guard, but he's pushing six five. I mean, he's bigger than we think. I think he's bigger than we remembered him, um, just for in terms of verifiable measurements and things like that. And when we were doing something like this in early December, you and I were going back and forth, and I said, okay, let's check in with some people. And Liam Andrews is your top interior guy, right? No, he's a tackle for Penn State. Yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's really what we were coming away with that. He's a really good player. Gerby Lambert, of course, I think Notre Dame's going to be involved. I think uh, some of the big, big schools are going to be involved there. And then Kevin Haywood, I think he nailed it. Uh, it's another guy that's been on the board for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, Penn State will continue to push there. And I think Penn State still in a good spot there. It's just he wants to get out and see some more schools um, in January for the uh, junior days and things like that. The Armstrong twins, of course, are, you know, I, I don't know if we label them as, as a package deal, but uh, it seems like they're going to end up playing at the same school uh, Deontay and Devontae, both big guys that uh, could play tackle um, at this level. And then I think there's a number of other guys out there in the region. Nair Daniels is absolutely, I mean, he's probably the most massive guy in this class. Oh, yeah. Six, seven plus, 350 plus. Is probably gonna have Those to are get, legit uh, numbers. Yeah, Six, seven, yeah. 350 we're going to have to see if he can maybe uh, shape that up a little bit, but still. That's very big. Um, Cameron Warren, who was, I believe, at uh, St. Francis and now back in Virginia at home. So there's a lot of names out there. Um, it, it seems like the, the same thing every cycle. A lot of names out there. They'll kind of filter out uh, through the spring as they continue to get on campus. I think 
with offensive line, maybe more than any other position, junior days end up being a good, um, end up being pretty indicative of where they're actually looking and where they can actually end up. And we saw that last year. Donka, uh, Javen Williams, and Birchmeyer was on campus a bunch. Birchmeyer was already committed at this point, but uh, yeah, there was a lot, to, a lot to like there about that pattern. And then Cooper Cousins, of course, committed um, at a junior day, even though that was, you know, a sophomore day essentially for him. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, One other guy, I, Jake Guarnar came up for camp. Let's keep an eye on him. He's a true interior guy. And then Penn State's not going to stop on Peter Jones. Do I see Peter Jones probably end up in Notre Dame at this point? Yeah, I do. But they, they'll keep pushing there. I'm, see, I'm not, I'm not convinced that they feel the same way about Peter Jones that they feel about some of these other guys. So okay. I, I see what you're saying there. And obviously at Malvern Prep kind of changes some things because you want to keep your in-state kids in-state. But I don't know that they have Peter Jones as high on the board as as – I think outward appearances would make it make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean won, Ryan, nothing. All right, defense, let's move on. Uh, what are we, 22 minutes in here? All right, let's see if we can get this done within a half hour. Uh, edge rusher, Jacob Smith, Dylan Stewart. Those were my picks on the wish list. Uh, I left out Dominic Nichols and Jalen Harvey. I just think those guys are a little higher on the board, uh, but Nichols and Harvey are without a doubt top guys. For Penn State, I mean, there's a lot of good defensive ends. Is, is Darian Mayo a DN down the road? That's a. I think he's more of an interior guy. Probably he's listed as. I think he's a DN. Like I think okay. he's a big DN. Shot to um, ride nothing. Go well, on. No, I'm just saying. I think I don't. I mean, this is nobody's. I hope, hopefully, nobody plays this back in four years when he's a 295 pound defensive tackle. But uh, I will. no, I think he's a guy in the end. Um, you know, but you're, you're looking at those edge guys, and they're so such at a premium. Jacob Smith's really good. Um, so we'll see where he stands. Those guys are from Kentucky, but they board in New England. Um, so I, I expect them on campus after uh, the break. Jalen Harvey, a guy I'm a big fan of. He's got some snap coming off the edge. Um, and uh, we have, or at least I have a pick in for him. I don't know if you have a pick in for him for I Penn do. State. Um, Dominic Nichols is is kind of the, the opposite of that. He's a, another big defensive end. Um, I don't think he's got the, uh, the twitch off the end that, that Jalen Harvey does, but uh, another guy that has Penn State very high on his list. And then uh, Dylan Stewart, as you said, that's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a guy that, that looks down south first and foremost. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they go. I think it's a, it's a good pool to pick from. I think it's certainly more – I think there's certainly more available in the region um, in DN this cycle than there was last cycle. For sure. Brian Robinson, too. I, I would leave Michigan with Brian Robinson, but uh, he's been here what, three or four times now. So don't want to leave him out. Um, he's another guy that's 6'4", 225, to see how he goes down the road. Um, he played quarterback at one point, though, so he'll probably be an edge guy. Um, okay. Ernest Willer, defensive uh, defensive tackle. Is Ernest Willer a defensive tackle, 6'3", 253? Do you think he definitely continues to grow that way? I think he is. He's a he's a okay. bigger, like broader guy. Um, so I think he probably is. Probably doesn't have the the room of a Darian Mayo, who we just mentioned uh, from Good Counsel. And uh, he's just he just 
He's got the thick neck. He's got a lot of things that you look for in a defensive tackle. I think he played on the interior at IMG and was productive. Like yeah. uh, this isn't a guy that just went down there to be part of the team. He was productive from, uh, for those of you not familiar, Willer is from Baltimore, went to St. Paul's school before transferring down to IMG, came up for a game this year and has a longstanding relationship with, uh, with Penn State. Yeah. Uh, a couple others, uh, you know, Heaven Brown Schuler, they do keep pushing for. We'll see if he gets on campus at some point. Guy from Atlanta. I mean, Penn State makes a lot of stops in Atlanta, and he's one of the guys that they are consistently seeing right. over at Pace Academy. Nigel Smith was the other guy that I mentioned in my wish list. He came up for, was it the last game or was it the second last game? Maybe it was Maryland. It was, I think it was Maryland he came up for. Uh, he's been to Ohio State, Texas A&M. He's been to all types of elite programs. Do I think Penn State's going to get Nigel? No, I, I think it's going to probably be hard there. They're playing from behind a little bit as far as, um, you know, he's been he's been on the recruiting trail for like a year and a half now. So they're just now getting in the mix there. Let's see how John Scott continues to develop that relationship more. But, I mean, he is a guy who's saying he's going to get back at some point. And, uh, I mean, he's a top, what, is he 50th, I think, in the all three consensus? Something like that. So Yeah, he's pretty high. Um, uh, fit number 50 overall, yeah. Yeah, there so you T.A. Go. Cunningham's a job. Yeah, hey, T.A. Cunningham's a guy out in California that I just have people mentioning to me a lot that they like. But again, this is a problem that I think we've seen with Penn State. Like, out of these true top 200 or so defensive tackles, you know, who are they leading with right now? Who, who's that guy that I have circled? I don't really have any. Maybe Ernest, but I don't. I don't. Do I think Ernest is truly leaning towards Penn State at the moment? I don't, but the issue is more so I just I don't know where Willer's leaning at the moment, if I'm being honest. No, that's Thoughts? fair. And you've got you've got some more of those big guys in there. DD Holmes, is he a D end? Is he a D tackle? It's six six, two forty. He can play, definitely. Um, but just wondering where he ends and at the ends up in the end. Uh Jordan Thomas at Don Bosco, uh, another big guy uh, that can move. Uh be very interesting because as we said with offensive tackle, these defensive tackles are tough to find. If you go down the offer list, you will see a bunch of guys that are right around 6 foot and that's not really the mold that they're looking for. And uh so those guys blow up early and and to be honest with you, those are like the running backs that I talked about earlier. If they they're very productive at a, a younger age at that position, there's a reason for that. They probably close to done growing they've grown into their body they've got their coordination down and then they probably have limited space to grow outside of that so or in the future so we'll see where that goes from there um david poly poly uh, speaking of img transfers mm-hmm. uh that'll be an interesting interesting one to watch he's from hempfield um hempfield high school so we'll see how that works and then Jaden jackson speaking of img this is a guy that i can definitely see in penn state's class we don't talk about him all that often um he's he's a guy that uh Came in, he's originally from in the Indianapolis area, came in for camp, uh, came up for a game, has tremendous things to say about Penn State. He's got a great relationship with Penn State. I'm curious to see who's all pushing here, but I'll be honest with you, in terms of identifying players at IMG a year out that could possibly end up in the class, it doesn't happen often, but I could definitely see that being a guy like Jaden Jackson. Yeah, Jaden's actually a guy I should reach out to. I haven't talked to him too much since the summer. Yeah, you I should talked do that. to him after that camp, but he's actually a guy I should probably hit up. Okay. Linebackers, guys. Anthony Specca, Aaron Childs. Those are the two I feel like I've been talking about nonstop for the longest time. 
But this is a pretty deep board. You got Chris jo Chris Jones in there. You got Sam Piloff. Sam Piloff, that's Sean's guy, I feel like, ever since uh, camp. I mean, I know Sean really liked him. And so did I. Don't get me wrong. He, he was great at that camp that night. Uh, but hey, Dewan Lane, you know, he came up for that visit late in the year. A guy who's been quiet. But the more I learn about him, the more I talk to people about him, he's another guy I could see realistically ending up in this cat class. Don't want to leave out Cam Lindsay, of course, at Aliquippa. Uh, Kari Jackson, too, even. Uh, wasn't Kari at IMG? And now he's back at West Bloomfield, I think. Sounds I think right. That was the case. Yeah, I know um, but my, my point there is there's there's a lot of options at linebacker. Uh, I still feel like Aaron Childs would probably be the top guy. What, what What's your thoughts there? Is it it's Becca? I, I don't I'm know. I'm still waiting to see if Childs is going to be a D-end. Like the, you could say that about every position on defense is like the position that you're at in December of your junior year, you might be one position up on that assembly line, you know, come next year. So we'll see with that. And and I will say that with, uh, with linebackers as well, that you can look at the safety board and, and find out who might grow into it. Because as James Franklin said on signing day, they're not looking to sign mics. They're looking to sign athletic guys that can play on the outside. that can eventually grow into Mike if you need them to. So we'll see what happens with guys like that. But I will say a bunch of the guys that you mentioned, uh, Pilaf, 6'3", 205. I mean, the, the lighter guys that, uh, you know, can can move and can can do things out on the edge. Uh, Gabriel Williams, Chris Jones, uh, those guys. I, I mentioned Makai White with receiver. He's a guy that we've looked at as a potential linebacker for yeah. a long, long time. I don't think he sees that. And, I, and to be honest with you, most guys that are earmarked as potential wide receivers or linebackers, They'll, they'll lean receiver every time, but linebacker is probably the right call. Um, we'll see where that 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 goes. But, uh, yeah, I agree with uh, Specca. Um, is a guy that uh, Penn State's liked for a little while. He's a little bit bigger than you think just by looking at him. Um, I know some other schools are, are interested there. Um, but I think that this this group is going to continue to grow, and they're looking for guys that are built like Kevion Keys, built like Tony Rojas, that can run – that are six two plus six three got those long uh, arms and things like that uh, that they really like. So this is a board that's continuing to evolve. Yep. All right, we've got up. Oh, it's a thirty minute mark. All right, speed fire through cornerback and safety. Actually, speed fire through this just because this these are the two most confusing positions to me of all twenty twenty four right now. It, it, I'd be lying if I thought I had a great feel. For either position, I mean, I'll say corner. I, I picked Ellis Robinson for that. I just think it's the easy pick, uh, giving his early relationships with the staff. And, you know, they, they've continued to stay in touch. He's at IMG now. And I picked uh, Vabu, is it Vabu Torre, I believe it is, um, you know, out of, out of South Jersey for safety. But, Sean, I mean, I'll throw it to you. I, I, I just don't have a great feel for really any of these guys at the moment. No, uh, the secondary is a big question mark and not necessarily because, you know, the, the, the prospects that they're on aren't already ready to go. It's just a matter of they're going to find these guys a little bit later um, when these numbers check out. But at corner, Ellis Robinson is going to come out with a top five on January 1st. I think Penn State will be in it. But to me, it's Alabama and Georgia and then three other schools. And I think Penn State will be one of those three other schools. But I think it's that's pretty much how you can mm -hmm. view that one right now. Uh, Bryce West is in there from from Ohio. Aaron Butler from out in California. Aaron Scott from Ohio. Just a, a couple of corners that that kind of make sense in terms of the regional or guys that have been on campus and things like that. And they stack up athletically. That's that's where you find yourself um, looking at early offers and wondering can these guys still make it at this level? And by this level, I mean the top of the Big Ten. I mean competing for uh, you know college football playoff you know, that, that sort of school. And you just have questions about some of these guys just because the, the junior tape isn't that great or they've run a 
a high number at a camp or something like that. And that, I think that'll be very interesting to watch. Um, and then with corner, you're going to see some of these corners eventually be safeties because that's just kind of how it works. If they're not fast enough to play corner, slide them over to safety, see what happens. Jalen McLean is a guy like that in uh, New Jersey. I think he's a really good player, but is he fast enough to turn and run and, and be a, a college corner? Jacob Odin, who came out with a top five today, um, Assad Brown uh, is, a, is an interesting one who came up and visited from Virginia. Um, so I think that these guys will continue to develop, continue to see that. And then when Terry Smith or Anthony Poindexter or whomever gets out in the spring to see these guys, we'll actually want some times and things like that. And, and we get to track season and, and things like that. I think that's when it'll become a little bit more clear. Yeah. Track season. Uh, a lot of these guys are going to run track. I, I feel like this board will be figured out by the end of April, you know, come for those March visits, uh, April visits, see who runs. And, you know, actually, I mean, if we're being honest, it'll probably drag into the summer a little bit, but, uh, but this board, yeah, you know, these two positions are just tough to figure out right now. I do say, I do still think there's a lot of interest in Kenny Woosley and he hasn't, we haven't talked about him a ton, but he's, he's a guy that when I consistently ask about, um, he, he's certainly higher on their board than I think maybe his rating, uh, gives people the impression on. So you never know oh. with uh, with the Philly the Philly corners. It's tough to say because they offer everyone at Imitap. You know they offer everyone at Newman Gretty, and you kind of got to filter out who the actual prospects are for this level. You know I know there's a lot of good players that go a lot of different places, but you got to sort of filter that thing and see where it goes from there. And uh, yeah, and then you've got to figure out Florida and you've got to figure out uh, Michigan and think. You know there's there's so much to figure out in terms of no one how these figures guys stack out Florida. Up. What's that? No one can fig- no one can figure out Florida. Um, yeah, we didn't cover Conrad I- Husky now that you mentioned it, but yes, you're absolutely right. Nobody can figure out Florida now. I was just looking at the, the thing, and I see that Penn State is listed as the uh, the RPM favorite for John Mitchell in uh, Jacksonville, in Florida. So there's there's a lot of these guys that pop up, uh, especially especially at a position like corner um, because they're all over the place, and and schools just don't want to miss out on guys. All right, well, I got to do an interview with Tamir Robinson, catching up with him on his injury and all types of funds things like that. You guys can look forward to that interview later in the week. Obviously I did not ask you guys to like the pod and all that stuff. T Frank, I probably never will figure that out. So we'll blame Sean for that one. Uh, Sean, anything else you gotta, you gotta fly out to uh, California on Friday, I believe on Friday. Yeah. You guys will be out there by the time Nate and I get out there, but yeah, on Friday, looking forward to it. It was 80 degrees on Sunday. Should be uh, high fifties for the game. I think I saw. So we'll see, uh, see how that one goes. What it, looks on, there. <laughs> it was it was looking like rain uh for most of the most of the week and now at least it looks not quite as rainy but not not very warm it's gonna be warm here actually from what i saw but all right let's wrap this up for ryan snyder sean fitz appreciate you guys watching the blue white illustrated recruiting podcast we'll be back in two weeks we won't be back next tuesday we'll be flying home we'll talk to you then madness is here say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. 
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.